0: Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell, and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business agents from around the world welcome to the insurance guys podcast i am your fearless host mr scott howell insurance agent and insurance evangelist for i protect insurance and financial services based out of huntsville alabama before we get started let me introduce he's a six foot three sophomore first team all-american rivals five-star recruit from Sarah Land, Alabama. Please welcome the incomparable Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you doing today? <laughs> Man, I am doing fantastic and I am fired up about this episode. Guys, this is episode, if I'm not mistaken, episode number 21 of the Insurance Guys podcast. We will not stop till we get to 5,000, Bradley, 5,000 episodes. Headstrong, probably going to take a little while, guys. We have got probably one of my favorite guests that we have ever had on this show. Number one, he's he's from the South, which I absolutely love. Number two, I love his energy. I love a lot of the things that he said and, and that I've looked at on Facebook and some other areas that I've I've watched him in. He is been called a tour de force of Southern humor, marketing. And branding, he is actually a co-author of a couple of different books and a senior business consultant, co-authored the book, Zebras and Cheetahs. He's also co-authored a book entitled Me, How to Sell Who You Are, What You Do, and Why You Matter to the World. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the other incomparable Mr. Kobe Jubinville. How you doing, Kobe?
1: Scott, I appreciate the opportunity to be with you and, and certainly know uh, of the great work you and Bradley do. Well. And I feel a little bit closer to home by doing this podcast, and uh, appreciate the opportunity to spend a little time on your platform. And hopefully today we can say some things that will resonate with your audience and resonate with y'all. So I appreciate the chance to spend some time with you today.
2: And Kobe, if you're looking for a hype man to introduce you on stage, I think Scott is for hire.
0: Kobe, I'll even I'll even design the the, the run through like we used to in high school football. And I'll do the intro, and you can just start running out to seminars through a run through while I, while I introduce you. It'll be fantastic. You, know, you say high, you say
1: high school football, and I want y'all both to know that I did go to St. Paul's down in Mobile, the womb of greatness. We graduate people like AJ McCarron and Jake Coker and Mark Barron. Now, Absolutely. when I played, we were two and eight, <laughs> two and eight my senior year. We beat both the Christian schools, Briarwood Christian and Mobile Christian. So we set the stage for greatness, and I appreciate the, the chance to be there and. I would absolutely welcome the opportunity for you to introduce me at any point.
0: I appreciate you saying that. Hey, before we get started, let me say this guys, to the 250,000 insurance agents listening to this right now, our mission on this podcast is to help you, to help your agency, to help your agency grow, to help you in your business, to help you in your marketing, your sales. We try, and I'm going to give props to my co host here for just a second. I don't know of anybody else in the world of podcasting that does any better job of scheduling guests, getting people on our show. I would love to see another insurance podcast that does a better job of that. But, Bradley, to you, my friend, you do a fantastic
2: job of that. That's probably my favorite part of this, to yeah, be honest. Yeah,
0: and, and I think that's what makes us such a great team is the areas that I'm weak in, he seems to shine and vice versa. So uh yeah, I'm just so blessed and thankful to have somebody that's able to to spend the time to get guys like you on Kobe. But our mission here is to help you agents grow your business, become more successful we don't ask anything of you except to subscribe to the show, tell your insurance buddies about us, and that that's really yeah. it.
2: Scott and I do not have an end game. We don't have a program to sell. We don't have a course to sell. We have zero sponsors. <laughs> right. We've had one sponsor ever, and right. they gave us beard oil in exchange for a sponsorship because a person we were interviewing has a large beard, Michael McCormick, yep. episode 11-ish. And so our, our the, the way you can pay us for this is to subscribe absolutely and we don't even have beards we, we had our beard beard oil sponsor and we don't have beards yep.
0: that's that's a little uh, <laughs> interesting kobe i want to talk i want to talk a lot today about a lot of different things and this could veer off in a lot of different directions let's talk a little bit about insurance agents insurance producers csrs agency owners and how what you yep. what you do and what you talk about, especially in the "sell who you are, what you do, why you do, and why it matters" world, let's talk a little bit yep. about the convergence of those two, and, and you know try to give these guys some insights on things that they may not be doing now that maybe they need to do to be doing a better job of.
1: Bradley and I talked about this prior to the show, but I'll go straight to David Wilson. And the reason that he's my agent
0: is, you know, when I was
1: ten years, fifteen years younger. I met David, and David uh, took a vested interest in me, and he educated me about what I needed to do to protect my family. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the one thing he said to me. He said, "I signed up with State Farm and got a, a life insurance plan through Phoenix with State Farm for a million dollars." And David said, "Colby, if you die, I will bring your wife a check." So it reminds me of a story that Joe Callaway tells, and Callaway—he's a mentor of mine.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: he writes books. The titles are so good, you don't have to read the books. But <laughs> it, my favorite book that, that he's written is Be the Best in What Matters Most, The Only Strategy You'll Ever Need. And so in that moment, in my 20s, in my 30s, with my son Jack being born and with the reality of life and future and career, when somebody says to you, I'll bring your wife a check, that's so much different then signing up for a life insurance policy. I'll be the one that brings her the million dollars. Right. And so Callaway tells this beautiful story, and and I've kind of adopted and made it my own. I'd like to share it with you because I think it will resonate with your audience.
0: Please Callaway
1: tells a story, and the story is if you buy tires in Middle Tennessee, you know, where do you go? And I asked the audience that and they all say the same thing. They say discount tires. And i say, that's right. This was not planned. Discount tires. Why is it that you go to discount tires? And they'll say, because they run to the car. And I'll say, that's right. I can come home every day from work. I can pull into the driveway. Jack and Mary Burke are there. They won't get up from their iPads. They won't say anything to me. I, I walk through the door, and nobody nobody acknowledges that I'm even alive right. after working all day. But with my confidence, when my confidence is down and I need a little touch of confidence, I go to discount tires because when I pull in, they run to the car. I love it. And so here's, here's the takeaway
0: for the audience.
1: I'd like to imagine that didn't come from the top. I'd like to imagine that didn't come from a policymaker. I think there's three guys that are sitting around a water cooler and they've worked hard all day and they got grease on their face. And they say, we, t- we sell tires. They're round. They have a hole in the middle. There's good, better, and best. How can we do it different? And I, and I imagine that the guy that's worked the hardest, that has the most grease on his face, he says, I don't know. Maybe we can run to the car or something. Maybe we can run to the car or something. Maybe we can demonstrate to the customer that in that moment that they're the most important thing to me. I love it. And so if every insurance agent is listening to this podcast today, Here's what you should be asking yourself. Am I demonstrating to you that in the moment that you are the most important thing to me? And when David Wilson said to me at State Farm in Murfreesboro, he said, Colby, I'll be the one to bring her the check. And there was no more decision for me. That was it. I'm buying the deal. I be the best or what matters
0: most. I absolutely love that story. I think that is something you, you have hit upon a topic that not only resonates with me, but also I uh, think is is one of the toughest things that we as insurance agents out there, don't care who you with, don't care if you're an independent, alpha, state farm, all state, farmers, nationwide, doesn't matter. It is a very hard, or at least the perception is that it's very hard to differentiate yourself from the 5,000 other insurance agents that are around you. I think a lot of agents sit around that water cooler, maybe by themselves, maybe with their other, you know, their staff. And they think, how can I really differentiate myself from the four guys that are a mile away from me? We're talking about a topic right now that to me is a hot button topic in the insurance business. You know, I find myself asking that question sometimes. What makes me different than Bradley Flowers? What makes me different than the yeah. Fountain Parker and Harbor out of, uh, out of downtown Huntsville that's been in business for 422 years think well look, i've got the, i've got the answer to that go ahead
1: I've got the answer to that. go ahead i have adb and <laughs> when i read books i read them to find one idea that's it once i find one idea of the 300 pages i'm putting the book down and there was this book that i found it was it, it, the title of the book is called being michael porter and michael porter if you look him up he's the foremost expert in corporate strategy in the world and so the sentence from the book. You don't need to buy the book now because I'm going to give you the one sentence that you need that's going to answer this question because it's a question that everybody asks. But he said, at the heart of competition is strategy. And at the heart of strategy is not being the best. It's about the unique value that you deliver. Mm. And so I went back to my whiteboard and I wrote it up and I said, it's not about being the best. It's got the unique value that you deliver. So then the question then becomes is what is unique value? And unique value to me to separate you from Bradley and Bradley from you and any other 5,000 agents and in there in that circle are three things. And this is a great takeaway for your audience. Three things. Unique perspective. This is how I see what I do. Unique education. This is how I know what I do. And unique experience. This is how I deliver what I do.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the takeaway for the audience is they, they don't need to tell the customer, the client that they understand the framework of unique perspective education experience. They just need to know the framework because frameworks provide us structure, predictability, and efficiency. And so when I walk into somewhere and I talk to somebody's kids and I talk to somebody's parents, I'll say, listen, I look at higher education different than anybody else. My unique perspective is this. The greatest opportunity we have in higher education is to help kids find their voice. Voice is the intersection of talent passion, conscience, and need in the world. The second greatest opportunity we have is to help them protect and develop and maintain their confidence. Because here's what I believe. If you teach people how to find their voice, if you teach them how to develop, protect, and maintain their confidence, there isn't anything they can't accomplish. Right? See, that's my unique
3: perspective.
1: That's how I see what I do. And that person that's sitting across from me in that moment, they have to decide whether or not they drink the Kool-Aid. And if they don't, they don't. But differentiation is based on three things, perspective, education, and experience. And if you want me to keep going with this idea of, of the next story of education and experience, I will, but but that's what people resonate with. That's what people want to understand and know. Well, how do you see it? How do you know it? And how do you do it?
0: So let's take that. Let's take our intersection there of perspective, experience, and education, all three being unique. Yep. How do we as insurance agents most of us fall in the cookie cutter yeah. cookie cutter box of being an insurance agent, whether it's the way we dress, yep. which I blow that out of and the it's water? It's
2: so easy <laughs> to do that too though. It's so easy to fall into that yeah. and even even be Uh, a little bit ignorant to the fact that oh well you think you're different than everybody else and really you're doing the everything the thing that everybody else does
0: yeah i think every i think every insurance agent if you got in your car right now and you drove halfway across the country stopping at every insurance agency everyone would say well we're the best in customer service everybody thinks they're the best customer service agency
1: and that's wrong i know that's (laughs) That's exactly what Porter's talking about. That's what the next person is going to say about being the best. Take it to the next step. Finish what Calloway said. Be the best at what matters most. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so if you're going to build relationships, I think this. I mean, y'all are almost. I know I'm older than y'all. Probably, I think I am, and I'll date myself here. But my favorite movie is Jerry Maguire.
0: Love it. And when I go
1: speak all over, all over the country. I'll say what's the greatest line from Jerry McGuire? And I'll say the same thing, show me the money. But it's not the greatest it's not the greatest line. The greatest line is when he delivers that mission statement. And the title of the mission statement is The Things We Think and Do Not Say The Future of Our Business. And if you watch that clip with the who playing in the background with the song I'm in tune, mm-hmm.
3: if you watch
1: that clip, what the guy what his mentor says is the key to this business is personal relationships. Absolutely. And my deal is, the key to anything, how can I get, as a college professor, and y'all know the joke about college professors, right? I'm going to let you finish it, Bradley. Those who can do and those who can't what?
2: That's right. Yeah, and those
1: who can't teach, teach PE. That's the old Woody Allen (laughs) joke, right? (laughs) And so how does a guy like me get one guy to commit a million dollars, a seven-figure gift? I don't care what realm you sit in. That's a big deal. That's right. Mm -hmm. How do, how do you get a guy to commit seven figures? And here's how you do it. You get in a boat with them. Right. You, you, you build a personal relationship with them. And so I'm going to give your audience four questions that they should ask every client to build personal relationships with them. Here's the four questions. Number one, where are you from? Number two, what do you believe? Number three, what matters to you? And number four, tell me about your relationship with your parents. I call those the four questions empathetic questions. If you can get people to tell you where they're from, what they believe, what matters to them and their relationship with their parents, they are in the boat with you for life. And Jim Rohn says it best. He said, the same wind blows on all of us. The wind of change, the wind of failure, the wind of opportunity, Mm -hmm. the wind of success. It's not about the blowing of the wind. It's about the set of the sail. But you got to get in the boat with these people. The minute that David Wilson said, I'll bring your wife to check. He's in the boat with me. Right. The minute that that John Floyd said, Colby, if you can help me get this thing turned around, we can all prosper together. I got in a boat with him. So what you got to do with these people is get in a boat with them. And here's what I mean. When I tell people, they say, hey, where are you from? I'm saying, look, I'm from Mobile, Alabama. I went to St. Paul's. It's the womb of greatness. Mardi Gras started in Mobile. And I learned from a very early age that you could either be on the sidelines and watch the parade or you can get in the parade and be a part of it. And I decided very early in life, I'm going to be in the parade. And, man, they just they just stop and look at you. Right. like I've never heard that before. And so those those questions, where are you from? What do you believe? I shared already with you guys some of the things I believe. I believe the greatest opportunity we have in life as people is to help people find their voice.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The intersection of talent, passion, conscience, and need in the world. And if you don't believe that, then don't be a part of it. That's fine. Because the alignment, when you align with other people, your commitment level goes up. When you don't, your the level goes down. And then what matters to you, Callaway says it best. I mean, if you, if, if I looked at you, Scott, and I said, now listen, I need to know the three things that matter the most to you because every decision I make moving forward is going to be filtered through what matters the most to you because we want to be the best at what matters most. And then if, if you ever learn, about the relationship that somebody had with their parents and they're willing to give that information to you, then you you get inside their soul and start to build a personal relationship with them that goes far beyond insurance, far beyond anything.
0: Yeah. And I, I will say this, I had a 2018 sales extravaganza for one of my staff last week, last Wednesday. And I would say 45 minutes of that was discussions about how to build relationships. talked a lot about some of the same things you're talking about right now. I will venture to say in the world of Geico and Progressive, and we're going to turn insurance into a commodity. There is still nothing more important in the insurance business than building those relationships. Because uh, at the end of the day, that's how you keep your customers. That's how you keep your clients is through those relationships. Treating yep. people fairly, treating people the way that you want to be treated, and helping as many people as you can. Yeah, I completely
1: well, agree I, with that. I think, I think that we live in the experience based economy, right? And, and if if, if, you, if your audience is, is taking notes, two questions that people ask in the experience based economy is number one, was my time well spent with you, and number two, was my money well spent with you, right? And so if if you're going to if you're going to command my attention then you better bring value in ways that matter to me. And right. the only way you can do that, Bradley, the only way you can do that is say I'm here to be the best at what matters most. Mm-hmm. Show me what matters most to you. And what you will find is they will cock their head and look at you and go, I've never really thought of that before. <laughs> because because we don't slow down to think about it. Right. It's just like you know, it's just like what we do with with college kids. We say, "Hey, if you go to college, you'll get a job and everything's going to be okay. And you two guys know more than anybody. It ain't going to be okay.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> I, call that, I call that the big lie. And so I'll sit down and I go, All right, mom, dad, y'all ready? Because y'all participate in this thing called the big lie.
3: Right. Let's
1: all just get it on the table and have it together. Right. And I mean, the dad will always hug me and go, Man, I really appreciate you bringing that. That is what matters to me. Right. Be the best what matters
0: most so let's talk a little bit about a book that you co-authored zebras and cheetahs yeah i've read some of it i've got the, you know i've read the cliff notes uh, a model that takes the growth of organizations and makes it simple talk a little bit about that book i want to hear a little bit more about that book and and kind of the process of you guys coming up with that book i want to i want to hear a little bit about that
1: You know, it it takes me back and it makes me think about how this whole journey got started for me. And I think Bradley will appreciate this. At one point, I woke up one day and I said, man, I I could have been successful. I I could have been something great. And I was this board college professor. I got Mm -hmm. my Ph.D. at
0: 28.
1: Wow. I got full professor at like 35, 36, 37, somewhere right around there. And while all those things mattered to me, I just always felt like I wanted more mm. and so I met this guy named Michael Burt.
2: Coach Burt. And,
1: and Burt is yep he Burt is a freak of nature uh we don't we don't do a whole lot of stuff together anymore but when we first started I'll never forget what he said to me Bradley he said he said to me he came and spoke one one of my students her, you know was in my class and said you remind me so much of my coach you need to hear this guy y'all need to meet we met and about six months into the relationship, he said, "Colby, let me ask you a question. I'll never forget it." He said, "Who are you waiting on permission from to be successful?" Mm. And I said, "Do you know who you're talking to?" And he said, "I'm not talking about this stuff in higher education." He said, "I'm talking about here, getting out here in the real world and getting paid for your value." And I went home, man, and I didn't sleep for 24 hours because that sat on me so hard. And I think at some point in all of our lives, at some point in all of our lives, we make this gut-level decision day. And the next day I woke up and I called him back and I said, you know what? You're right. Let's do this. I'm ready to get paid for my value rather than my time.
0: Mm. Because we live
1: in an economy, where we teach our kids to get paid for their time and not their value. Right. We teach our kids, hey, what are you passionate about? It's not what are you passionate about. It's what unique, freakish skills do you have that you can offer somebody that they'll pay you money for. Right. And so... Zebras and cheetahs was born out of a time in my life where I transitioned from just, and I'm still a very, very good college professor, but I wanted more. and I wasn't willing to just sit there institutionalized, and I I have no disrespect for the academy. I've written all the articles. I've written all the books. I've done all that stuff, but man, I want to get in the boat with people. I, I want the human experience. I want the human condition. It's easy to connect the dots after it happens. It's so hard to connect the dots before it happens. Mm. And so I was so interested in what forces are at play that Scott and Bradley can end up in one place and Colby and Michael can end up in another place. And how do we control those forces and what are those forces and how do we learn how to harness those forces and use those to help other people? That's what I just became obsessed with.
0: Okay, so book, so so to that point... I- you know, just like Bradley and I ending up here together and and that journey that we've taken together and building that relationship and, and that, that relationship has been that bond between us has been, I'd say increased dramatically over the past six months, just based on our experiences together. And and
1: you can feel it by the way, you can can feel it in your podcast. I want you
0: to know that. Oh, well, I I appreciate you saying that. That's awesome. We, we we chewed a lot of dirt together and done some things together that are very special. I think (laughs) You know, this is this is what I was telling somebody, the, the young lady I was, te- you know, training last week. I said, I said, let me tell you something about experiences. The bigger the experience, the 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 more trauma that you go through. And, you know, I, I did four years in the U.S. Marine Corps. I played college basketball for four years at Birmingham Southern. I've lived about fourteen different lives, and I continue to I continue to change and evolve. I've lived in London. I was in anti-terrorism for two years. I've done a lot in my life. I call myself the modern day Forrest Gump, and I truly am.
2: Through what's the what, accent? I,
0: I, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I got, I got well. First, let me say this: I got to meet you face to face. Well, come on, uh, come on, anytime. I'm, I'm I'd love it anytime, I'm, anywhere. I'm, I'm
3: down.
1: I do a, I do a lot of work with Brassfield and gory so Yeah, I'm yeah. All the way in and out of Huntsville and Birmingham, yeah. but but what you just said makes me think about. About how I started as a middle school yeah football coach and to evolve and, and I told my mother a couple of days ago I've been through some difficult seasons of my life in the mm-hmm. last couple of years and then I told my mom I said, I don't need to do anything else meaningful I've done more meaningful. like you just said 14 lives I've done more meaningful stuff in my 46 years and if I die tomorrow I think i I think I've used it up and done what God but but
0: uh, Kobe, you know how old I, I Kobe do what- you know how old I am? no 46 years old are you really yeah 46 but my my point my point in this and and i i appreciate you saying that but my point in this is i too am intrigued beyond belief at how two people can intersect together whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship or uh, you know, and and you feel that yeah. you feel that energy between you and that other person, whether it's over the phone or in person. Yeah, k- kind of the way you and I are feeling right now, and you feel that energy. Yeah. And then is that just happenstance? Is that a God thing? Is that I don't know. No. I don't have all the answers. But but I I will say I'm in very very intrigued by two people intersecting at the exact same moment. Or maybe it's just on a phone call. Hell, maybe it's a cold call well, and,
2: and insurance. And you know, with us, I mean, we I, I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but we actually met on Instagram mm-hmm. and Scott said, he you know, he discovered my account and was like, man, this guy's doing some good stuff, marketing and holy crap, he's in Alabama. And so we kind of connected over yeah. online for a few months, you know, and, and gave each other props and. And just honestly, by chance, he was going to be in Mobile on vacation a year ago, two weeks, and he reached out and and literally I was leaving for Alaska the next day. So just by chance, I mean, we got together, hell, that that meeting might've been a year later or never happened. And and he literally walked in my office, sat a camera down and we started recording and just started talking about marketing and stuff like that. Sure. We got done, and he literally looked yeah. at me. The first words after the camera stopped rolling was, we need to do a podcast, and that's how yeah. this got started. I mean, literally, that's how this got started.
0: But I, 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 am, intri- well, I am intrigued by all that. It, well, Callaway, his next book after
1: Be the Best of What Matters Most was Nothing by Chance, and mm. and I don't think it is. People ask me all the time, you know, how did you make all this stuff happen? And for many years, my contemporaries laughed at me when I was at Southern Miss making $6,500 a year as a— as a graduate assistant living in a uh,
0: I'll
1: never forget I lived in Jimmy Buffett's room at the Capstone House in Southern <laughs> Miss because I was so broke that I couldn't I couldn't pay the rent.
0: Wow. And oh, I wow.
1: came home my brother my brother coached down in New Orleans. He coached at John Curtis. He won about 10 state championships down there at oh. John Curtis. And I I I spent the weekend with him and I came back and somebody had had a big party in my room. And I came back, and I just decided at that point. I will, I will, I will spare you the details, and and uh, I'll, in fact, I'll come to Huntsville and tell you this story offline. Okay. But okay, but let's let's just say let's just say I moved out. It's one of my favorite stories. So I drove mm-hmm. up and down Hardy Street. I went and got a paper it was a Sunday afternoon, and I started calling apartment complex manager jobs.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I had this liberal arts degree, mm-hmm. and so I called the first one. They said, "Yeah, you sound great. Now, do you a you know, doctoral student, Millsaps College, yada yada." be here for four years. Now, do you have any plumbing and electrical experience? <laughs> no, Colby can't turn, Colby can't turn a, a uh,
3: you know, Colby right.
1: so can't turn a screwdriver.
0: Exactly. So
1: the third person, the third time that I called, this woman said, now, do you have any plumbing and electrical? I said, absolutely. Oh, I can do yeah. it all. Because absolutely. you're hired. Right. And, and and so, you know, it, it, it kind of speaks to, I think, what, what you're talking about here is, in terms of the evolution, mm. is I took that next step and, and then I took the next step and the next step and then mm-hmm. you end up at, I started a football team at Bellhaven College mm-hmm. and I, I still remember I called Norman Joseph the head football coach and, and part of my personal brand is how do you use adversity to accelerate growth mm. if we teach people how to do that that is, uh, and it's mindset more than anything else Agreed. and I called Norman and I said Norman you don't know me but my name's Colby Jeevanville and I'm going to call you every day until you call me back <laughs> 45 days later, he calls me back.
0: Right,
1: And he says, he goes, Kobe, I don't know you, but you can meet me at the Hattiesburg. You can meet me at Hattiesburg at the Waffle House.
3: Mm-hmm. And, I
1: mean, I'll talk to you about this position. I want you to know there's 400 other people that have applied for this, and they all have college football experience, and you coached at Pedal Middle School in Pedal, Mississippi. Right, mm-hmm. you know?
3: right. I right. said, well, I'll
1: meet you. And so, I mean, I want you and Bradley to think about this. We've all interviewed for our first job. Now, imagine interviewing for your first job in a Waffle House. In in Hattie'sburg, Mississippi, where the guy next to you orders that's gonna hire you orders a covered double chunk diced, stacked
3: you know, hamburger.
1: <laughs> and I order a water because I'm so scared. And I mean interviewing in an ex interviewing in a waffle house is like interviewing your first interview interviewing in an Exxon bathroom. It's just gross. I mean, there's just so much funk everywhere. And so you know, I'm already nervous. I'm already freaked out. We get to the end, and he wipes his mouth, his napkin, and I'll never forget. He says, well, Colby, I know two things about you. He goes, number one, he said you know nothing about coaching offensive line. I, 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 I don't. Right. He said, but number two, if I gave you the chance, you go out and find us the players. And right. I said, Coach, you give me the, you give me the chance. So I go out and find the players, and that'll be all conference, and we'll win national championships. Right. And he said, well, I don't have any money. But uh, you can start tomorrow, and uh, I can't pay you for six months, but I can let you live in a condemned dorm, and and I did it. And wow! In two years. Here's the takeaway for, for you know for your group about growing your business. I'll never forget what Norman said to me when we sat there at the at the very genesis of starting a college football program that in the first year was ranked 21st in the nation. He said, "Colby, all I'm here to do." is help you take the next step. Mm-hmm. So so if you want to invest in other people, if you want to grow other people, you want to grow a business, and we will turn away from the customer and back into the business, here's what I'd say. You tell somebody that all I'm here to do is help you take the next step, I worked 20 hours a day for that guy for mm-hmm. two years. And when I went in to quit to go to Eastern Kentucky, I cried
3: mm-hmm.
0: because I didn't want to let him down do you know do, do you know that a yeah. part a part of that story that that I love and I love it so much that I had it tattooed on the back of my arm yesterday in three inch old old English letters Bradley can verify that in just a second but it's the word it's the word grit and you yeah. having at some time at some point in time in that stage in that season in your life you you made the comment, I called him for 45 days straight. That took a tremendous amount of grit on your part of saying, I'm going to burn the ships and I don't care what I have to do. I'm getting this job. Uh, and, and, I know, man. And, I, I and, and, and that started the journey that you're kind of ending on right now in, in terms of you know that story anyway. But I have one last question for you, and then, we, then we've then we got to cut this loose. And I hope, beyond hope, we can have another one of these podcasts. I would absolutely I love it. I would love to deep dive even further. So I've got one last question for you, Colby. What motivates you today? What gets you up out of bed today? What gets you going? What makes you drive hard to do what you do?
1: You know, I, I was born to two educators. My my parents are both teachers down at Saint Paul's in Mobile, and Mobile right. and they truly are responsible for building the foundation where that Saint Paul's is today. If you go back to Mobile and you talk about Karen and Wayne Williams, my, my, my stepdad, Wayne Williams, who's my dad, took my life over at one and, and I tell people that, you know, I was in, I was enrolled early on in life in the Wayne Williams School for Better Living and Better People. And he is he is so much a better of a man than I could ever be. Mm. He, he just modeled such great affect, such great feedback, such great composure—all the things that I, frankly, if I'm being vulnerable, don't have. What I see in him in my 20s versus my 30s versus my 40s are are so different, but at the same time, just so so the same. You asked me a very specific question about what motivates me, and I think I think both my parents were very intentional about. You're born with a set of gifts. It's your job, not anybody else's job. It's your job to figure out what they are. You can't figure those out unless you have struggle mm-hmm. because struggle helps us do three things. And then when you tell me your story about being in the mornings and the next step of playing basketball at, at Birmingham Southern, I mean, I, I'm, I'm ready to drive down to Huntsville and meet you today. But struggle. <laughs> I think teaches you three things. It teaches you how to think better, communicate better, and make better decisions. I agree. And so, and so when I think about what motivates me, I think about what my definition of success is. And so there's so many definitions of success. Athletes say it's picking yourself up off, off the ground just one more time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, John Lennon said it's the continued expansion of happiness. Parents say it's the setting and achieving of worthy goals. To me, Thoreau said it best, and this is what drives me every day. He said that success is about advancing confidently in the direction of your own dream, the endeavor to live a life that only you can imagine, where you will find an uncommon success in common hour. And when I look at people like Scott, and I will look at people like Bradley, and I will look at people like Colby that are willing to take a risk,
3: Mm -hmm. that are willing
1: to say, I'll put my name out there. You can judge me.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. I'll write a book. I threw that book in the trash can a hundred times. But here's the bottom line. I'm advancing constantly in the direction of my dream. And I'm endeavoring to live a life that only I want to imagine. Who else can imagine it for me? And I have found uncommon success in common hour. Now, has it been painful? Yeah. Has it been lonely? Yes. But there is no greater feeling in the world when you wake up every day and, you know, you found your voice. When you wake up every day and you get an email from some kid that says, the 20 minutes I spent with you was better than the four years i spent in college Mm. that's what motivates me Mm. every day
0: colby colby we're we're kindred spirits brother and i can't wait to to meet you in person and and sit down and deep dive into this conversation a little more and you know part of it will probably have to be offline but i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up guys listen to me agents insurance agents listen to this help as many people as you can Gary Vaynerchuk, 5149. You need to get in the boat with them. You know, share personal experiences. Ask questions. Get personal with these people. Get to know people on a personal level. Bradley and everybody I know says, my God, Scott Howell, I've never seen a human being that knows as many people in the state of Alabama as you do. I know a shitload of people, I'll tell you that. Now, some may like me and some may not, but I know a shitload of them. So you got to get out and get to know as many people as you can and stop aggressively waiting on the phone to ring in your office because that ain't going to happen anymore. That's not the world we live in in insurance. The old high school football coach State Farm agent sitting there aggressively waiting on the phone to ring just didn't that, – that business model has kind of run its course. But you need to write good business for the agency that you represent. You need to write good business for the company that you represent. And Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thank you for being here today. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Colby. Guys, have a great day. You are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, Go to BradleyFlowersInsurance.com or email him at Bradley at Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.